0: I thought it was a dating game. I was like, how is James Tarkovsky single? Turns out like he, this is his wife. So he's just being romantic to his wife and you thought this was disgusting.
1: Live every weekday morning
0: from 730 on your smart speaker. Just ask Alexa to play OTB Sports Radio. The Koi Gig pod on Off The Ball in association with Cadbury official snack partner of the Republic of Ireland women's national team Katie McCabe,
1: a huge huge goal. We're very proud of the team's performance. We're going to go out there to beat them, we're going to try and beat them Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Koi Gig podcast Now today is a very, very special episode that we have brought you because we actually weren't even planning on releasing one today. We were going to wait until after the Wales game tomorrow, but... We just got so excited that we had a very special guest coming on the show. So we decided that we had to release a podcast for you all to enjoy. And judging by the response on our Twitter when we said this was coming out, uh, you were all very, very happy to be hearing from this particular person. So I'm delighted to welcome Denise O'Sullivan onto the podcast live from the US. Denise, how are you? It looks a lot sunnier there than it does here in Dublin. It's yeah, it's nicer. It's still a bit cold, I'm I'm happy to be on Kathleen. Thanks for having me. Um first off, just wanted to see how you're doing because obviously you're not in the current international camp at the moment. You picked up a bit of a knee injury in preseason with North Carolina courage. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm I'm feeling good. Um it's bittersweet. Obviously, it's
0: I'm missing camp and I'm devastated and it's a bit weird being back <laughs> here. Um because
1: I've never ever missed a camp due to injury, so um but i'm on the mend and it's it's going well i was thinking that when i saw the news i was trying to cast my mind back has <laughs> there ever been a time that i haven't seen you in a camp so it must be a really bizarre experience
0: <laughs> yeah it is it's it's strange one and then um, i was devastated to have to pull out of the camp but the timing just wasn't on my side when the injury happened and um i wasn't worth putting any more risk on it so um I unfortunately had to stay behind and it's been hard, but um, I've been in touch with the girls every day and speaking to them and see how
1: things are going. And um, I can't wait to get back in there now. And then, so in terms of where you're at in your recovery progress, how far along are you with the injury at the moment?
0: Um, I'm not even back training yet. So I think going into tomorrow, I'll probably start that return to it to process um, with the trainers and the medical staff. I've seen the doctor. Um, this past week and it just all depends really I think a, a bone bruise and how significant it was it just takes time and um, and I'm not good with that I'm like I just want to train like let me train and they're like no you can't so um I'm on I'm on the way back I don't know how long more it's going to take and um, I'll be speaking to the, the medical staff again tomorrow just to to see where I'm at but I feel I feel pretty good Um it's been about 12 days now so I definitely feel good and I'm wearing to go again.
1: Mm. I know from an Irish perspective, everyone will definitely be wanting to see you back as soon as possible in that green jersey. (laughs) The thing that actually struck my mind first when I saw the statement come out that you wouldn't be in this camp was how is Denise going to cope? Because you're someone who you're always training. You're always trying to push yourself to be better, to play better, to be fitter. How have you found that side of things? Honestly so hard. Um I don't think I've been the same this past 12 days.
0: <laughs> I've been a different I've been a different person. Um but it's it's definitely been difficult. Look, I'm touched wood and I've never been I'm never injured. So um I think this is it's always been this difficult. I'm as you said, I always want to train. I'm I'm like obsessed with training, like and getting better. That's just my that's just me and who I am. Um and I think playing for my country is the biggest honor. Look, i I don't miss camp I don't take it lightly when I miss camp Um I'm going to national team to represent my family to to represent every single Irish person out there for all the young girls and boys that want to play for Ireland Um I'm going to camp to do that so I take it very very seriously and to be missing it is it's really tough um, but it's something I had to do and it's it was out of my control really so I'm um, I'm looking forward to getting back in there. I want to get back on the pitch as soon as possible because I am going crazy. I'm telling you
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's definitely been hard. <laughs> I can imagine. I think like several people have said it to me about you being injured and how difficult it would be just because of who you come across as as a person. When it comes to you were saying that you've been in contact with the girls every day and you know, checking in, is that, you know asking how they're going and what they're doing or what advice they're being given or is it you also given your own thoughts and feelings because obviously you have watched the team you've played with the team you're going to have opinions on things and I know Eileen Gleeson talked just before the camp started about having say the likes of Louise Quinn in there who was carrying an injury still wouldn't be fit for the Italy game hopefully will be fit tomorrow for Wales but the having there as a leader was as important as having there on the pitch
0: yeah 100% and as you said, yeah, Louise is is in camp, and I think it's really important for her to be there. Louise is a massive leader in in the squad, and um, hopefully, she will be fit for for this Wales game coming back because she's she's a big part of the team. But for me, yeah, I've mostly just kept in touch with Grace and uh, young Erin Erin McLaughlin. We've been back and forth, and then um, not too serious, just chit chat. How's things going? And They've just been telling me how they're really enjoying the camp and Italy was beautiful, so I didn't want to
1: hear it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> been, think any of us wanted it. to
0: hear it. <laughs> <laughs> they've been rubbing it in they've been rubbing it in a little bit. Um but yeah, I've just been um not in too serious, just checking in with them, seeing how things are going and how they're getting
1: on personally as well. I was genuinely green with jealousy of them all being in Italy. I was begging off the ball to send me over. It looked like an absolutely beautiful city. Oh, I, I feel, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Cara, who does all the videos for the women's national team also is just a beautiful filmographer anyways. And she made the whole thing look yeah. even more impressive. Um, <laughs> if anyone doesn't follow her on Instagram, you definitely should because she's really, really good at what yeah, she she's does. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. The, when i was chatting to you last week you weren't sure if you were actually going to be able to see the match did you manage to get it in the end oh 100 yeah actually i did we didn't have to go training that day the weather was really bad
0: here so training got put off and um, which was really nice i was able to chill out and, and just get on the game take my time looking for it and i finally got a link for it and then um, yeah i watched
1: i watched the whole game i was sitting sitting on the couch watching and cheering the girls on what do you like when you're watching a game that you're not involved in? I, I know it's one thing when you're in the stadium; is possibly slightly different to when you're sitting at home watching it. Yeah, I mean,
0: it was definitely very hard to watch. I, <laughs> I really, really wanted to be there, obviously, but um, it was exciting as well to watch the girls and and see how they done, you know, and um, just to cheer them on, I was screaming at the, the TV a few times, and <laughs> but yeah, I was I was just excited to watch them and the. I just feel really proud as well, watching the girls.
1: What did you think about the new formation? Because we've obviously become very used to playing a very particular way. And I don't think a lot of people expected things to be shifted Mm -hmm. all that much, but it also is really exciting from a fan's perspective anyways, that we are trying these things and we're not limiting ourselves to only one type of football.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. And I I was excited to see that formation. Um, I think Eileen and the staff are absolutely fantastic, and they're not afraid to, you know, to try new things. And I thought that was great. And I thought the team put on a really positive performance. I thought the back four for the first time playing together as before. I thought they'd done excellent, um, and it was great to see uh, Nij Niafehi come back <laughs> into the squad as well and put on a player of the match performance. Um, I've mad respect for her, but yeah, it was it was great to see uh, the new formation and. Um, I thought the team done very well and and hopefully we can continue that if, if that's what the staff
1: want mm. We had calls with the team just before the like in the days running up to the match and Neve was one of the people that we talked to and there was lots of talk of you know Caitlin Hayes has come in she's done a really good job you haven't played in a while you know do you think your position in the team is safe and I feel that that was in her head in that game when I was watching her perform because as you say it was an absolutely standout performance and so good to see her back Back on the pitch, doing what we all know she does mm-hmm. best. Yeah, yeah, she's she's class, and um, even just to have um, Nia around
0: the squad, uh, she's a character, and um, she keeps she keeps the team going. She keeps us laughing, um, but yeah, I was I was it was unbelievable to see her back, and I was gutted not to be there because um, <laughs> I was actually talking to her before camp, saying I'm looking forward to seeing you and, and catching up and stuff. So I definitely was gutted, but to see her put on a performance like that, um, you wouldn't think she was a- away from the squad at all.
1: Mm. Katie was speaking today ahead of the game tomorrow and she said she found it really refreshing as a player to be playing in that different style and that it feels it's almost this continuance of a theme of you know this being a new stage for this group a fresh start and evolution mm-hmm. into the next level do you feel that in terms of I know you weren't in this camp but you were in the previous one but talking to players as well
0: yeah, hundred percent. It is. Katie is right. It's definitely very refreshing. I think this team has come on heaps and bounds, and but I think there's a long way for us to go. Still, with a lot of growth, and um, to try new formation and to see that you know the the staff's not afraid to do that, and then the way the players went out and took that on board, um, it was absolutely amazing. I think trying any new formation is not easy to do. You have to gel over time for that. But I think watching the team, you wouldn't think it was um. A brand, new, a brand new formation and it's it's exciting to definitely
1: see that and um, yeah, playing with a back four, it, it looks nice for sure. Because <laughs> it can be easy for people to forget you know, this Italy team that we played against. They beat Spain, world champions 3-2. They're one of the more up and coming teams, I suppose, probably in terms of where Italian football is at in general and in the context of European football. They're well above us in the world rankings, but... We didn't look intimidated by that at all, which is probably a testament to the World Cup experience and the sort of teams that we came up against there. But there still was quite a few, you know, young or returning faces in the squad as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think that's just a testament
0: to the team to show how far um, the team has come along. Um, Italy obviously ranked 14th. um, So, yeah, a good 10 spots ahead of us. And we didn't look out of place at all, I think. You know, we wanted to get into that A League, and I think we we do belong there from seeing that performance. It was um it was very positive. And of course you talked about the young players. Obviously, Jesse coming back from after seventeen months uh starting, um, Jesse Stapleton going in there, slotting into the midfield, did not look out of place one bit. Um so it is it's definitely very exciting to see and um, it is refreshing for the team. I feel like it's a it's a new start for us, I think. The staff that has been brought in, you know, everyone's getting on really well. They've done a great job so far, and I think it's just exciting for for the future of
1: this team. Yeah. Was there anything that stood out to you that you noticed from the game that you were particularly impressed with? Um,
0: I think it's like you everything. Said, <laughs> <just> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was. It was an overall really good performance. Honestly, I thought, um, and I was impressed with. You know, the younger players coming in there, like Jesse and and uh, Jessu coming back as well and just slotting into those roles. But um, I think we looked very mature on the night. I really do. I thought it was a very professional performance, uh, very disciplined. Um, and yeah, of course, we have areas to improve and we, we do have a lot to improve on the team still. But look, um, we are learning and we are growing every day and it's just it's just exciting to see.
1: What do you expect then from the Wales performance? couple of faces in there that we didn't get a chance to see against Italy. Potentially more room for changing things up a little bit. Wales is still going to be a test, but they are, I suppose, ranked lower and would be considered a slightly lower opponent than Italy when it comes to things.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, Wales, they're a good team. I think we've obviously been out there to win. It's a home game for us um, in front of the fans at Tala, which we absolutely love playing there um they'll be organised, they'll be disciplined, I think they'll be physical. So I think it is gonna be it is gonna be a good test for us. But yeah, as you said, hopefully, you know, we can slot another few players in there that haven't seen the field against Italy and and um, it gives a chance for Eileen and the staff to to see things and and um, you know, make changes
1: and see how that goes. Yeah, because if you look at the history of results between the two teams, it's been really, really tight. So in the Pinader Cup, it was 1-0 Ireland. And then when we played them in 2019, 1-0. 2019 again, nil all. 2017, 1-0. And you look through it and it's basically all 1-2, 1-0. Do you think that where we've come from, that we've progressed maybe a little bit past them? Because they had the likes of, you know, Jess Fishlock and Sophie Ingle who are obviously still in there but big names whereas it feels like maybe we're at the stage of developing our own big names.
0: Yeah, I I, I hope so. Um, I guess we'll see on on Tuesday but uh, yeah, we we respect them a lot and as you said every single game that we played against them has been very close so it is um, going to be a huge test for us and it's going to be a tough game but I think this team has come on heaps and bounds and they're still there's still ways for us to improve. I think we've always been the team that's been set up solid. We've been organized. We've been disciplined. But now, can we push on and can we create chances? Can we do more things further up the pitch? I think that's the the next step for this team.
1: Definitely. I think that's something that we saw. I agree with what you said in terms of Ireland appearing very mature on the pitch against Italy on Friday, but getting those scoring opportunities. Forgot to ask you, actually, Leanne Kiernan's goal, offside or not? <laughs>
0: I actually didn't look back at it at all. I, I haven't seen it afterwards, but it looked very, very close.
1: So I, yeah. I can't. I don't know. I can't really say. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to say it was an offside because I want the goal to stand for Leanne's sake, as much <laughs> as us getting to say that we beat Italy. But no, it was. It was an incredibly close call. To be fair, I don't think. I think if it'd been called either way you don't really have much of a complaint to make since there's no VAR and the 100%. ref is just doing it offside. Yeah, I mean, I wish
0: it, was, it wasn't it was called offside because the build-up play was phenomenal. Um, so it was a shame. And, and for Leanne's sake as well, to get a goal coming back, uh, that would have been amazing. But look, the
1: referees make the decisions and that's it. <laughs> the build-up play was particularly sensational. If we could get a few more opportunities to play like that tomorrow, I think we could maybe get a goal or two. Um, we mm-hmm. had the... Terrible news last week that Jamie Finn did her ACL in training, obviously something that's so prevalent across the women's game. We talked already a little bit about you and your injury, but what? how do you deal with that as a player, knowing that these injuries are so prevalent, but there's also so little we can do to prevent them because we don't really know what's what's causing them?
0: Yeah. Look, first of all, it's devastating for Jamie. I'm absolutely gutted for her. But that, that girl has shown so much resilience in this past year. It's been it's been unbelievable. So I think, you know, with some support and of her family and friends and she'll get through this. But yeah, I was I was gutted for her. But as you said, these ACL injuries are it's getting out of control now. You're seeing a new one every single week, even a few of them. Um so it is, it's, it's as a player you've been out on the pitch that's in the back of your mind it actually is like there's so many happening you can't you can't really control it but um yeah it's something needs to be done research, more research needs to be done with this because it's it's such a shame to see so many happening mm.
1: even just over the last few weeks here you had Mia fischel Sam Kurt now Jamie Finn yeah you're seeing it at yeah I've seen, level. I've seen on Twitter
0: yeah I seen on Twitter there was I think someone named six players in a week like i know mia jamie and yeah but there was i think there were six names and i was like wow that's it's crazy but um yeah it's 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 not fair it's it's devastating to see and just keeping players out for for a year nine months two years it's just so hard to see but there there definitely needs to be more research done
1: definitely and sending jamie the best as well hopefully it's a quick recovery Mm -hmm. for her i know It's normally about nine months, but hopefully she's on the lower right. end of whatever it is because we've seen some players like Ada Hergerberg took her near two years to come back from that and mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of support for her from the fans we got it on the Koi Gig account whenever we posted that this had happened and I always say to people it's quite funny you know you go to Ireland games and obviously there's loads and loads of Katie chants but I think Jamie Finn jerseys are the second most popular jersey <laughs> that you see the Irish fans absolutely adore her so I'm sure there'll be lots of support for her around Tala tomorrow as well which is heading to be a sellout crowd and possibly breaking the record again for most attendance because they've opened that new set on so if you are going and you do have tickets definitely turn up because it's going to be a great night i will be there uh, doing coverage for off the ball so if you can't tune in you can get it on the radio there and um, denise we have the qualifying ties coming out in march to find out who we are going to be taking on in league a some heavy hitters in there. You know, there could be potential ties against Spain, Netherlands, France, Germany, England, Italy, and that's not even take into account a host of other very talented footballing nations. Is there anyone that you would particularly like to come up against or some players that you would like to challenge yourself against? I mean, every single team
0: in, in Group A is going to be so tough, um, but it's where we want to be. It's where we, we strive to be and we're, we're, we're glad we're in there now, but now we've got to show that we can be in there and um i honestly don't mind who we come up against i'm just very excited i think it's going to be a massive challenge for us and um, and it's going to show where we are where we're at when we play the, those teams so for me um the level the national team's at right now it's it's the they're the games we want to be playing and to challenge ourselves more and it's only going to make us progress as a team to see where we can where we can strengthen where we're good at and and um, yeah it's it's going to be very exciting Well, if they want to draw Italy again
1: and me and you might get another chance to go to Florence, I wouldn't be. (laughs) Whoever is doing the draw. That'd be nice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, In terms of your own career, you know, over Christmas, you were linked to host the WSL clubs, a couple of clubs in um, Europe as well. And when we asked people for questions, this was the number one thing that came up. But... I was reading you talking about courage and how much it has developed you as a player and how much it has given you. Is there much of a tug pull to come back into Europe and play at some stage or is it all harsh Is completely with the US? Um,
0: I mean, first of all, the courage is, it feels like my home now. Mm. And I I came here in 2017, it's been six and a half years and now I'm captain of the club um, I am in a really good environment. I mean, the training sessions that the staff put on, Sean and the staff, I mean, it's high, high quality. Um, you're never going to be really unfit when you're at the courage <laughs> and, and that's for sure. Um, and Sean, the coach, is one of the best tactical coaches I've had, he knows the game inside out. It's it's phenomenal. Um, so the courage is a massive part of me. Um, but yeah, I, as you said, like European England is a league that's really growing. It is. You can you can see now um, by the, even the attendances with the Arsenal games and stuff like that. It's 60,000 fans coming out to watch games. It looks absolutely incredible. And I think for all my years, it's been in the back of my head whether I would play in England or not. And um, yeah, it's something that it it does sit in the back of my head but i I'm, I'm not i'm not sure yet as i said the courage is is where i belong i absolutely love it here and i i would i would find it difficult to leave but um in saying that there is opportunity out there um, and i haven't explored it at all yet but yeah i guess
1: i guess time will tell it was absolutely well it was a very Nice host of clubs that were looking for you and uh, a compliment to your incredible skill, I think, the ones that were there in terms of the players that they have on their side. I was talking to one of the guys that works here outside just before I came in and he was saying that he had been watching back video of you and how impressive your ball control is and we were just discussing you know certain people and players whenever they're kids they have certain drills that they do to make sure that they have better ball control or that you know he was talking about a Liverpool player whose dad used to line up bottles outside in the (laughs) garden and he would just have to like spend hours and hours running around these bottles making sure they didn't fall over (laughs) and break but is there something in particular that you've done consistently out throughout your career, or even when you were first starting out, that has led you to have the ability on the ball that you do?
0: Not really. I can't really pinpoint something, but I think, honestly, from playing with boys for so many years, I think it massively helped me. Mm. Um, I mean, I was playing a boys' team. I was out in the in the streets playing football with my brothers and their friends for as long as I know growing up. So I think that definitely helped with my technical ability um, and the quickness and the sharpness, just playing against boys every day made a massive difference. But I think coming to the Courage is where I kind of, my level just went up, I think, coming here with the drills that they do here, the technical, the passing patterns. Like it's not just some pass the ball to one person and go (laughs) to the back of the line. It's like, it's like stuff where you have to be so, so sharp. You have to know the next step. Um, they're the kind of passing drills that we don't want. When I first came to the Courage, it was so confusing to me. <laughs> like I wasn't, up to, I wasn't up to the level at all of doing these passing drills because you have to think five steps ahead and what do I have to do next? Um, and it's all just so sharp. And I think playing in this league also, I think, um, helped me massively. I think you have to be It's such a quick league. You don't have much time on the ball and especially my position now with The Courage, I play in the, in the number six. And um, I did have to work on over the years, like my body shape and how to receive open and all that stuff came into play. So I think being with The Courage has has really um, helped massively in playing in this league. But there's nothing I really done that, that I can think of. I just think playing with boys and mm. playing street football and then
1: coming to The Courage and coming to this league. What you're saying is you're just naturally very gifted and all the rest of us should just give up of ever hoping to reach your (laughs) level. (laughs) Um, When you were back the last time, you were running camps down in Cork. Uh, They looked like they were a roaring success. I saw loads of positive reviews of them on social media. How did you find it? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, obviously it
0: was my first time uh, doing that. My own sort of thing. I've obviously coached in the past and I've worked with a lot of kids um, here in the states and in, and back home in Cork, but yeah, it was it was a massive success. I think there was, I think two hundred and fifty kids maybe over three days um, came out. So I think we had yeah around eighty eighty kids every single day uh, for two hours a day. But it was it's something I wanted to do. I think Cork has and where I grew up, Knockahenny. I think the support back there has been massive. Everyone really has supported me over the years and and has given me a lot and that's where why i am where i am today is because of those people that helped me so um i just wanted to do something do something fun and um have the kids involved and and really just watch them it was it was a joy for me to watch them be so happy and um you know signing autographs for them i mean i was there i think for an hour after each camp just in pictures and speaking to families and yeah, it was really great. And I think it's something I wanna to continue to do every year. And um, back there is just um, host the camp and, and um
1: yeah, it was it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. What's more tiring, ninety minutes across against Australia in a World Cup opener or eighty kids for a day coaching. <laughs> I'd have to say eighty kids a day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a funny feeling that might be the, the answer. And did it give you any sort of a bug to coach more on maybe at a not a higher, like an older level as well?
0: I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love do I love working with kids and it's something I'm very passionate about, you know, um just being also being a role model for those kids and it's something I I love doing, but um, I've heard that coaching is difficult as it, as the kids get older and it's it's a tough job. So uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to do I mean, I love the game and stuff, but I don't know if that's where my passion really, really lays, you know, so um,
1: we'll see. Do you think there is an area that when you stop playing in football that your passion will lay in? Or do you think it will be the sort of thing that you have to almost detach from the game? No, I don't think I could ever detach. Yeah,
0: I think I'm gonna be involved. I think um whether it's working with kids or not, younger kids, or I do have I would like to see myself being involved with a club um in the front office. I think that's something I'm I would love to do and, and help players, um, for sure. And I another thing I'm very passionate about is honestly coffee. I wanna own my own <laughs> coffee shop. That would be amazing. Someday i'm 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 planning now to work at a coffee shop here in raleigh the next hopefully for the next year um just and some of my spare time they're going to train me into to become a barista um, so that's something i'm i'm really passionate about and i do i really do want all my coffee coffee shops on this so we'll see
1: you're going down the Jill Scott route. She has a coffee shop over in England. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm looking to do that for sure. <laughs> I think if you open one, you're going to have to make sure that if there's one in the US and in Cork because I don't think uh, Irish people would 100. take too kindly to not having a Denise Sullivan coffee shop as well. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, and in terms of, I thought this was a really interesting co- question that came in from one of our listeners uh, at Fades on Twitter. They wanted to get your thoughts on upcoming and young Irish footballers and are the facilities there to help them bring out their best? So they say that it feels like there's a lot more interest and commitment to women's football, but the, what about the basic supports from grassroots?
0: Yeah, I totally agree. That's a great question. And then um, I think the, the investment is starting to come now. I think we have a long, long way to go in Ireland. I think we still need to... Pumping the funds to be able to get those facilities—that's something that I totally agree with. There's not enough there, and um, it needs to get a lot, a lot better. And um, from the World Cup, you can see the interest that was generated mm. from from that itself. How many people were were watching, tuning in, um, parties all over Ireland for players. I mean, the interest is there, and um, young girls and boys—they do want to play. But I agree, the 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 basics need to need to be better and that's something that um, needs to be continued to, to push forward.
1: Definitely and it'll be interesting to see how Mark Canham's pathways plan that was released last week goes to changing that and whoever comes in and takes the head of women and girls football role as well that Eileen had and of course the continued 100%. success of yourselves too because if people see these things, that's what makes them want to go out and kick a ball and have fun. Um, Just finally, Katie said today that she thought this was the most competitive squad that she's ever competed in. Would you agree with that? 100%. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Um,
0: I mean, even in camp, the training sessions, um, they're so competitive. I don't think your your spot is safe at all. um, And I genuinely mean that. I think it's, the players we have now um it's at a very high level i think there's more players playing overseas there's more players playing at top clubs so everyone's um i guess pretty much getting to the top quickly Um, so the level is not one is low and the other one's high there's not much of a difference between the players anymore compared to before when yeah there was players playing at very very high levels there was players playing at very low level but now i think it's um it's all starting to to level out, and I think the the squad is seriously competitive. And I think you gotta you gotta be working hard every single day to to really cement your spot in that squad.
1: Mm. And final question from one of our listeners, uh, Alice Collett on Twitter. She is a regular listener and regular contributor to the show of questions, which is great because so it does my job for me. Um, she wants to know who you think is the player to watch in the Irish setup that no one is talking enough about.
0: Mm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good. It's a good question. So you have to put me on the spot, definitely. <laughs> um, I think, I think Jessu is mm. a name that comes to my to my mind. Obviously, Jess has been out with an ACL injury. Um, she's just back now, but before that injury, she was absolutely flying in mm-hmm. the squad. Um, she was playing excellent, and I think now she's just going to kick on, and she's going to be one to watch for the foreseeable future. I definitely think she has a massive future ahead of her. She's a fantastic player and a good teammate as well, so um, she's definitely one to watch.
1: Very exciting to see her back in the pitch. She didn't really look like she'd actually been gone for as long as she was, both for her club and for Ireland when she was playing. So no. <laughs> Very, very positive. She also beat me in a game of FIFA in the office, so... For that sake alone, I want to make sure she has a very, very successful career so that I can, you know, if she wants to go win a Ballon d'Or or or something, so I can say that I uh, lost her at FIFA. Um, Denise, thank you so much for your time. It was brilliant talking to you and I hope you get to enjoy the game tomorrow and also that your injury rehab all goes well. Um, Everyone here will be sending you lots of support and looking forward to seeing you back on the pitch very, very soon. Thanks, Kathleen. Appreciate it. And um, The Koi Gig Pod on Off the Ball is sponsored by Cabri, official snack partner to the Republic of Ireland women's national team. That's all from me from now. Thank you everyone for all your questions and thanks again to Denise for joining us. We will be back later this week to look back on the international window with Karen Duggan. And if you have anything that you want to get into us, uh, you can get it into us at the Koi Gig Pod on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you all very, very soon. The Coygig Pod on Off
0: The Ball in association with Cadbury Official snack partner of the Republic of Ireland Women's National Team